are listening to Grown. My name is V, and I'm your host. Each episode, I partner up with a friend, acquaintance, and sometimes therapist to bring you a vulnerable conversation on an uncomfortable topic. My hopes are to inspire <laughs> listeners. I'm just... <laughs> I say that with such a, like, ugh. My hope is to inspire you. Yes. Help you grow. It's very inspirational. Anyway, you get it. I'm trying to inspire you to like have these conversations with other people. Because really, like, what is a conversation if it's not uncomfortable or exactly. hilarious? Exactly. Yeah. Um, just FYI, I'm not a therapist. Um, in this episode, we are going to be talking about bisexuality. Yes. And my guest is May Cranford. Hi. And let us know, the listeners, because I'll be listening to later to this, um, how we met um, and who you are and a little bit about yourself. Oh, my gosh. Great. <laughs> we met at training for our jobs that we work. Um, we met about a year ago. Oh, my gosh. Happy anniversary. Over a year ago. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think our anniversary is September 19th. 18th? 18th, 18th, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't get you anything. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we met through work and um, me... Oh, gosh. Um, I am just living my life as a woman in the United States of America and trying to hold it together, um, as we mostly are at this point. I think all of us um, <laughs> are. I'm a champion for people to talk freely and openly and to listen to each other. And uh, as we were discussing earlier, uh, the ambiance of lighting is very important to me. <laughs> yes, I just learned this fun <laughs> factoid about me. If you have overhead fluorescent lighting, we might not be able to be friends until that is resolved. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, my lighting I don't think is fluorescent. No, you have very good um, ambiance here with this. So for me, it's important to have lots of soft lighting. Okay, soft. <laughs> this is soft. I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> but more importantly, I see no need to not play with color in your lighting. Got it. So. Okay, <laughs> I'll try exploring. I'll, I'll probably hit up Ikea uh, this weekend. Please listen weekend. to my podcast, How to Light Your Room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a podcast. Don't look for it. <laughs> How many episodes would that podcast be? <laughs> How many could I do? <laughs> On How to Light Your Room. Wow. To be honest, a lot. Really? Of course. Well, then I think you should do it. I would listen to that. Would you? <laughs> yes. You'd have one listener. <laughs> that, right. I would have one listener. Just me. Just you. I wouldn't even listen. <laughs> um, okay. So... May, before we get started, I just want to acknowledge you. I know we don't get to spend a lot of time outside of work. We don't. And I hope that we can change that. Um, I mean, the last time we kind of semi hung out was for work anyway, because we were were facilitating a conversation amongst women on the team. But I just want to acknowledge you for being a person who likes to talk with people and like converse with people I really admire that about you yeah I really admire that you're able to help people dig deeper than the initial question that's a really important thing I think that you naturally are able to do which I'm very thanks thanks that makes me feel good to hear that because it's like okay I should keep doing this podcast (laughs) (laughs) well you know what if you have something good to say about somebody if you're thinking something good you should always say it that is true that is true I'll have to practice that more um Okay, so let's get into this topic because it's a fun one. (laughs) It's a fun one. Um, So define bisexuality as how you understand it and believe it to be. Okay, um, so for me, the way that I understand bisexuality is essentially having no preference between men and women as far as your partner. Um, 
for me that extends beyond just like in the sexual nature for me it, it extends into the world of like relationships and things like that and who you're able to love so I think that really it's just having no preference of one over the other and you know that's my opinion I think some people do feel that they are that they live in like a more of like a Kinsey scale situation mm-hmm. where they're like somewhat gay or like somewhat right. lesbian instead of like full throttle just yeah. no difference between the two and has your definition changed as you've gotten older or has it pretty much been the same um, for me, it's been the same, mostly because intuitively, that's just how it feels to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't really heard, experienced, or read anything uh, outside of the way that I just to did. To challenge your yeah. definition. Yeah. yeah, nothing that's really made me stop and go, oh, wait, maybe I'm wrong about this. Right. Um, yeah, so for me, my definition of bisexuality is is just... Yeah, pretty much, you know, not really having a preference in who you date. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've been kind of a little, a little bit exploring the fact of, like, could I be pansexual? But I think for me to be able to call myself pan, uh, someone who's pansexual, I'd have to date someone who doesn't identify. Right, I'd have to date somebody non-binary. Yeah, non-binary. Yeah. And I don't know many people that I haven't met, right. really, anyone or, or they haven't told you or they haven't told me right right, right. right. we don't live in a culture where something like that is especially i mean accepted. even though even though houston is very much a very diverse city and there is a really beautiful and loving population of people who you know will love you regardless of anything mm-hmm. um i think something like being non-binary is still very much like a new idea to a lot of people of course yeah so i think it is less embraced so i do think that those those individuals that live that way maybe don't feel as open to, to telling to us sharing, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, but yeah, I feel like it, it's definitely, because um, <clears throat> I've had people ask me, like, well, have you dated men more or women more? <laughs> and I'm just like, question. does it matter? Right. Like, does it matter if I've as dated if, or slept with 50 well, dudes and, like, one woman? as if you have to woman? experience it in equal measure. Why would you right. have to experience yeah. it in, and, in equal and measure? And it's interesting because, like, those comments come from people from the queer community yeah <laughs> the most right and then yeah, I agree with um that. and then of course you know those comments also come from like super ultra conservative heterosexual cisgender white men oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just cut that one short um old white men yes yes so um yeah but uh, my so my definition of bisexuality has definitely changed as i've gotten older and have definitely um done more research and more work into really seeing how that definition fits into my life when I was growing up I had more experiences with women or you know um younger girls because I really started experimenting with other younger girls when I was super young Mm -hmm. as well do you feel like that comes from feeling safer yeah, of those, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you're like, oh, this person looks like me, kind right. of. You know, <laughs> like so I felt safer to for do that. This is gonna sound weird, but for me, like I, I definitely relate to that feeling, like way more comfortable around women. And I think, like, on a very visceral level, it's it's a little bit beyond for me. Like, you look like me. It's more like you and I have felt the same way. Mm. Like, you know. Like, yeah. So it's a, more of an emotional connection. Right, yeah, I get like, that. Like, like, you've experienced bleeding the same way that I have. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. And that sounds really gross to some people, I'm sure. But for me, that's very, like, something that is very unique. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the safety of, like, somebody who 
won't judge you because they'd be judging themselves. Right, exactly. Is a nice thing to feel. Yeah, and I think, so, like, even though I had a lot of sexual experiences at a very young age with um, other women, other young girls, was, like, I didn't identify as bisexual. Mm. I just, because it just wasn't in my vocabulary, and, like, I didn't know other people who were bisexual. I knew knew other people who were gay, but Mm -hmm. mostly gay men. So, like, I never had, and I had one aunt who was a lesbian, and, I had never seen her with a man before, so I was like, well, I'm not that, right? <laughs> right. So it's like, uh, I'm just, I, I guess I'm just heterosexual. Right. Well, there's and very little, especially when we were growing up, there's there's not really any benchmark or, like, representation right. of bisexual right. men or women. Yeah, especially in the... And, in and the, lesbians, definitely not. In the Latin community, like, that's yeah, not... it's not a thing. That's not a thing yeah. <laughs> at all, and so... I, I also feel like whenever we were growing up, it became very acceptable to throw the um, stereotypical gay man into a show or something Mm -hmm. to ease the tension of like now there's a gay person in the room so we didn't really have any examples of what it looked like to be bisexual i can definitely relate with that because in the you know in the latin culture you know even now till this day well maybe less i don't know about now till this day but maybe three four years ago i would still turn on univision or something and there's still Mm -hmm. like a lot of like homophobic like jokes and humor that goes on um, My dad's favorite show is, um, um, I'm going to butcher this because I don't speak Spanish. It's uh, Dos Corazón. It's <laughs> his favorite show to uh-huh. watch. Um, and every time I watch, see him watching it, I'm like, this is like the most sexist thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. And there's definitely, definitely no representation of bisexuality yeah. in, in those Latin it's shows. Like, it's like hyper masculinity and then hyper oh, yeah. femininity. Oh, yeah, totally. There's, yeah. there's no in between. So, like, I never, I never thought. I that I could relate with anything that I was watching on TV. Mm-hmm. But um, when did you first realize you liked other girls or women? Um, I, so for me, I don't think there was ever like a moment when it clicked in my mind. I just sort of, you know, whenever you think back to like the first person you were ever like sexually attracted to, mm-hmm. for me, it's kind of equal measure. It's really embarrassing. But um, so I knew that I, I, liked guys because I fell in love with Leon from Cool Runnings. <laughs> but then I also knew that I like really liked women as well because I fell in love with Diane Lane from whenever she was in The Outsiders. Um, and by the way, both of those people are still equally gorgeous. Like, mm-hmm. I just can't even deal. They're still beautiful. Um, so for me, I didn't, I didn't realize that... I guess I wasn't really exposed to, like, um, gender identity and, like, and um, sexual orientation very much when I was younger. So I didn't ever identify that, like, I shouldn't feel that way about women. I didn't, it didn't ever register me that that would be something that was negative, really. And I have to credit that to my parents, not ever, like, pressuring me or my brothers into anything related to um, the person that you love or like, Mm. you know. because I've had gay friends from a very young age, and my parents would never treat them any differently than they would treat me. Yeah. Which I feel very fortunate for. So for me, like, um, I remember, like, the first time I ever, like, liked a girl was around the same time I ever liked a guy. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, um, I don't know, it just does like, that question gave me a lot of pause whenever you, like, sent me the questions. Because I was like, you know, I don't know that I can say that there was a moment when I realized, like, oh, I like girls too. Yeah. I think it was just always kind of, at the same pace. At the same pace, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. at the same pace. I was a really big reader as well, so I, I mean, I was, like, stealing things from my mom's bookshelf to read from a very young age, and I would fall in love with these characters regardless of if they were 
a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. And so, like, in my life, like, I never thought that, were, that I should feel any other way. Yeah. At least I wasn't aware that it, there was, like, a problem with that until I was probably in junior high and high school. Were those conversations um, about your sexuality or anything like that ever something that your family, like, brought up? No. When you were growing up? No. No. It just wasn't a topic that was talked about or shamed or anything. Yeah, it wasn't talked about, wasn't shamed. My parents are very much, um, they were very much like, they. we never had a conversation where they were like, no sex before marriage. We never had a conversation. I mean, whenever I first learned about puberty and things like that, one of the first things my mom told me about was um, her being pro-choice and why. And my mother was not able to have children. She's Mm -hmm. like, she adopted my brothers and I. Um, So that was a conversation I had very young. So my parents, I think did a really good job in not pressuring us into anything. So discussions about your sexual orientation or anything were not an issue with us. And again, like I had friends that were gay from a very young age Mm -hmm. and I always brought them around. And you know, my best friend to this day, uh, the beautiful, beautiful Drew, my uh, best friend and I have known each other for a long time. And I still maintain that if my dad could adopt him, he probably would. (laughs) So there's never been a difference Mm -hmm. in my life and in my family from them. They've never, I, I don't think that they ever would pressure somebody into divulging that information. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that it's necessarily out of the goodness of their hearts either or them just being progressive because I think a lot of it, too, you can relate to, like, they might not know how to deal with it. So if right. they don't address it, they don't have to deal with it. They don't have it. to deal with it, yeah. Yeah, if they I just, like, openly love and accept, thing. they don't have to deal with it. That's a pretty common thing in, yeah. in a lot of families who are more conservative or people who are not even super conservative but just like not as progressive or as right, liberal right. as like a lot of a lot of liberals and progressive people are right. today because my parents are by no means liberal right you know i think it i think it's halfway that they like they don't feel it's their place to tell somebody how to live and halfway right. they wouldn't know how to have the conversation and deal with it well i feel like you know if there's a conservative you should be that's that's the one where you right. don't tell people how to live their lives right. i agree i agree one thousand oh man so, thanks mom and dad <laughs> so for me i think the first time that i realized i liked other women so i have a pretty pretty dark childhood mm-hmm. i was um sexually molested by my half sister and half brother mm-hmm. at a very young age uh, five years old and it went on all the way until I was like s- almost seven yeah um and so it was my sister and my brother mm-hmm. which is such a conflicting oh yeah situation. I mean I was just like I mean I was I mean five yeah. <laughs> like it's like I don't know what's you have happening no lexicon right of anything um, related to those things now had I been had my childhood experience been differently I don't know if I if my sexuality would have been impacted at all mm-hmm. But I think that because I did experience that at a young age, yeah. I think I was more open to to being sexual with with other girls mm-hmm. at a young age. Um, so anyway, that happened. But it, it I, I didn't have any emotions around it. It was just something that happened. So that's like exactly the same way I feel about. Yeah, there wasn't there well. wasn't like an emotion of like excitement or anything or like. But I do remember watching Fiona Apple oh my gosh. on, and, on yep. MTV when MTV used to be music videos. And, and, she was, and I she think was you know very, what? Like, sexually magnetic. She really yeah. is. Like, yeah. And it was that one music video criminal. where, like, she's, yeah. yes, where Absolutely. she's like, okay. and <laughs> I a, like, the picture in her mind. basement <laughs> den, and it's all like wood paneling and like this, like, 
camera lights just on her and her eyes. And There's her, something very appealing about the darkness of that video. Right. And um, I just remember watching that and being like, uh, <laughs> should I be thinking that she's hot? Because I think she's hot. <laughs> and like, I remember just feeling like, weird and ashamed about the feeling that came up yeah and then i never questioned it ever again and it wasn't until last year when i think i was in a facebook group or something someone asked like when was the first time you realized that you were attracted to women this was like for like queer or bisexual people or whatever and um because this is a women's group mm-hmm. and so then i started and then i started reading through all the comments and then someone said fiona apple and it just like sparked that memory back and i was like oh my gosh that's when i had the same like, crush that's like whenever everything in front of your eyes just goes back to that moment yeah to that moment like, like oh i clearly gosh. remember i was in front of the tv just like mm-hmm. standing in like my bath towel or something and i was just like oh and you were just like i feel a lot of ways uh, about this yeah and then my my i do remember the first time i felt attracted to um some a uh, girl in real life so mm-hmm. this is my third grade classroom and i was attracted to brian and and his girlfriend mm-hmm. and his girlfriend was my best friend and so I was like I had a crush on Brian and I had Teen a crush drama. on uh, his girlfriend too and oh who was my gosh. best friend and so like yeah and like I remember like kissing her mm-hmm. and like she kissed me back and then I was just like oh but it was like a little secret thing like no one yeah. knew and yeah. like what because we were like in third grade like people barely you know we were barely that like, is so cute standing next to each other you know like and i'm over that here so kissing more, girls that's like so much more of a tender moment than like robbie just punched me that means he likes right me. exactly like we were still <laughs> punching each other on the playground so um but yeah that was so it was like third grade when like actually like you know there was like kissing involved or something but but after the after that incident like she was no longer my best friend mm-hmm. like once we got to fourth grade i think she kind of like <laughs> Those I don't know. In the fourth figured grade. out that you know what we did was like wrong in her mind we or whatever. We are so judgmental as children. <laughs> we really are. And so, and I never spoke to her again. And and we we went all the way up to high school together. So and you guys never the, talked about we kiss never ever talked again. About ever again, mate. What a and movie the, moment if you had, and she was like. V, I've been dying to tell no. you. All of these years, I've thought of our kiss in the third grade. She, anytime she would pass me in the hallway, she would just like. Put her head up and like walk past me. So she was ashamed. I think she was. I think she was ashamed of what she, of what happened between us. But you know, whatever. That's whatever her inner her inner turmoil or whatever <laughs> is like keeping her from being who she is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that 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 was interesting to think about that as I was writing that question. <laughs> um. Do you have a coming out story? And if you do, could you share it? This is like, okay, whenever I first got here, I told you there was one question that you asked that oh, I was like, oh, it? wow, I've never actually thought about this. Um, and here's why. I have never in my life been explicit about my sexuality because I've never felt the need to, right? I've, I've never, I mean, I grew up in a situation where it really didn't matter either way. Um, and for me, like, I did not, I struggled a lot with depression and suicidal thoughts and things like that up until I was about, what day is it? Um, (laughs) it's much better now it's much better now but whenever I was um, going through high school my family went through a pretty big trauma with one of my brothers being in the hospital for I mean a very long time with like I mean it was a crazy situation you had to have brain surgery a a trillion times I remember this stuff that was a really um, 
sort of like earth moving event in our in our familial life um so for me I didn't actually like date or like see people or like hang out with people in that context until I didn't live here at home anymore until I like moved to New York like I didn't that part of me didn't develop so when I was in high school and college like dating it wasn't that it was out of the question it was that there was so much going on at home and in my personal life that I would not have I never felt like I would be able to do those things. Mm-hmm. So for me, I didn't, um, I didn't even like start dating boys or girls until I was in my late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. So I, and at that time, I wasn't living at home. So for me, there was no coming out. There was no like telling anybody. And in fact, I would say that like technically, this is probably it. Like oh, this yeah. is probably the coming out story um, because I've never, I've never hidden it. I've never. Um, yeah, I've never, like, not talked about like It's one of those things where, like, if someone doesn't ask me, it doesn't occur to me to tell them explicitly. So you've never been asked by anyone what your sexuality is? I have, and if they ask, I'll tell them. Yeah. Yeah, if somebody asks me, absolutely. I don't have, to have zero problems with telling mm-hmm. them. But it um, occurred to me very recently, actually, that I don't really tell people, and it's not out of any sort of fear or anything like that. It's just kind of one of those things that I've never had to talk about, so I never do. So whenever that question sort of like showed up on my screen I was like oh well I guess this is it so you know like hey guys my name is May and I'm bisexual um but like my best friend like even though we've never explicitly talked about it he definitely has always known yeah you know kind of in the same way that I've always known that he's gay yeah um and I just feel that way about like the people that I know and my friends I feel like it's I don't need to be explicit about it I feel like it's just something mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is yeah um which is like such a terrible non-answer as well I feel <laughs> like yeah, no, I get that though. It's uh, <laughs> such a complicated thing too because I I feel like this is essentially my coming out as well. Yeah. Uh, because you know I tell my friends and my friends are pretty accepting of it and they yeah. don't question it or, or anything like that. But um, I guess I kind of feel like there's been two men in my life who when I met them identified as heterosexual mm-hmm. halfway through the relationship they started to kind of question their sexuality yeah um but I guess in a way it felt like I was coming out to them because they were constantly like asking me questions about my sexuality and right. I don't know if it was because they were trying to figure things gonna, out for yeah. themselves I was gonna say definitely starting to ask other people outwardly questions yeah for me is a trigger that somebody's trying to cope with something themselves right and and so I just was never sure if like oh, are they questioning their sexuality or are they like questioning me because they don't believe in yeah. you know bisexuality or sexual fluidity or or anything or maybe they're homophobic or whatever but um or maybe they have a severe fundamental misunderstanding of what bisexuality is right and which 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 yeah which essentially i'm sure we'll get into that later (laughs) which essentially i feel like is is what what was happening right it's like um they understand homosexuality and they believe that exists but bisexuality in a woman to those partners it was it was very like well you've been with more men than women so you're not bi right well it's almost like um so often people are trying to invalidate bisexuality and i think that a lot of us who are bisexual 
even if we don't consciously realize it, that has permeated our brains mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and sort of shut down the conversation before we start it in a yeah. lot of ways. Because yeah. I do feel that way. I mean, I've, but I also have a lot of experiences where women have assumed that I'm a lesbian as well as men, mm-hmm. um, which is for a lot of reasons. I think one of the reasons is that um, I try to live my life as someone who suffers no fools and I think that puts out a very like <laughs> big wall to some mm. people and I think that a lot of men think that when women are unapproachable like that they must be lesbians well my mom thought I was a lesbian for a really long time yeah and I was like no mom I'm not a lesbian and she's like well that's the last thing I need from you is for you to be a lesbian I'm oh, like gosh. would it be such a terrible thing if right. I was though oh what a burden what does she have to deal <laughs> I was with like, you don't have to deal with anything you're not the one that's right. having sex with other women you're like <laughs> you don't have to pay for my wedding I mean like what is the burden here um but um yeah and so like last year after my breakup I was going on a date and I was at her house I had just had dinner with her and I was getting ready and She's like, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, I'm going on a date. And she's like, oh, well, hopefully he's not an asshole like the last guy you dated. And I was <laughs> like, well, I don't think so. I think, think she's a really nice person. Yeah. And then she's like, she? I was like, yeah. And she's like, is it still called a date if you're going out with one of your girlfriends? And you're like, And I um, was like, no, I'm not interested in her as a friend, mom. Yeah, like... <laughs> I mean, I don't, like, you know, <laughs> make out with my girlfriends. And uh, she's like, huh, and then just walked away. And that was, yeah. like, essentially me telling my mom that I'm bi. That's like, but that's another great example of, like, the, well, if I don't have the conversation, I don't have to, like, she doesn't have to deal with it if she just goes, huh. Yeah, well, I mean, she literally walked out of the room. I was still standing there, like, answering her questions. Right. But she just, like, She was like, I'm going to remove myself. Yeah, she just bolted and left. And and then a few months later, I tried to have the conversation with her about being gender neutral. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, that, no, I don't, I don't want to believe anything different than I believe. Sometimes I feel like those conversations, (laughs) sometimes I feel like those conversations you, like, want to have with your parents, but at the same time, you're just like, you're never going to get it. Should no, I even explain no, it to you? No, no. and my, my the way I ended that conversation with her is like, but wouldn't you want to be more accepting of more people and more yeah. diversity in your life so yeah. that you can understand more What's people? What's wrong with loving people more? It takes so much like, less energy than hating them. No. I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I'm done with this conversation. Of course, you know, it, it felt very isolating, um, mm-hmm. but I just have to accept that she's uncomfortable with it right and i can't but your life isn't about her being comfortable no so. it's not so yeah. like, i'm like all right <laughs> bye i tried don't say i didn't try You're like, all right cool gotta go gotta go to the state now thanks um have you ever had difficulty identifying as bisexual in a situ any kind of situation yes i have um so when i was living in new york i think that there was like i felt a lot of people around me pushing me to be vocal about it or pushing Mm. me to just like admit it already or whatever but not only have I never really been explicit about it I don't feel like it's anybody's place to push somebody into making a declaration of their sexuality Mm -hmm. if someone's open with telling you about it cool and if they're not cool but it was for me it was always happening in a situation where like it was around people that I wasn't comfortable with and so they weren't your friends well I would say they were my friends, but there was always other people around too. And it was almost always in like a public situation, which for me, I was just like, I don't know why you're pressuring me into answering a question. I don't know why we're doing it in this space. 
and I don't know what could come of that situation so for me like in those moments I would just ignore it you Mm -hmm. know I would Mm -hmm. just like you know in my own way just silently go with the flow you know but I would never say it because if someone's going to pressure me into answering a question I'm not going to answer it if there's no reason for me to answer because for me that points to ulterior motives Mm -hmm. and that's not okay in my book I get that yeah I, I can relate with that as well I recently had someone literally like two weeks ago I was at a bar random person Mm -hmm. Iranian man I was like okay here we go (laughs) you're probably super conservative (laughs) when it comes to gender roles and women empowerment (laughs) I mean (laughs) and so he just comes up to me and he asked if I had a lighter I said no I don't smoke and he's like oh good for you I was like yeah good for me that's and, such a weird thing to say to yeah, somebody who like yeah from someone like, who does smoke like but as it's if just it's terrible. just like it's like I'm not saying it to make you feel shitty I'm, I'm saying just saying it because I don't have a lighter and I don't smoke yeah and then um anyway his second question to me was are you bisexual wow what an opener just just straight up and I was like can we just get, can we take a real quick second I just want to like <laughs> I want to touch on a topic um just for a second and that topic is um men and their opening lines what is the worst opening line you've ever heard because that one sounds pretty ridiculous to me the worst opening line I mean I would say that's probably the most recent one I've had but I'd have to think about the worst one can I tell you the worst one I've yeah. ever had and it's did not know this person had never met them before First question out of their mouth to me. And this is rated R, just so everyone knows. Um, first <laughs> not question, safe for work. Not safe for work, everybody. So mute if you're at work. Um, <laughs> he literally looked at me and he said, do you squirt? And I said, uh, what the fuck did you just ask me? Like, what are people doing? What happened to like, hi, hello, my name is May. <laughs> How are you today? Like, give me your name before you ask me a question like that at the very least. Oh, gosh. Anyway, sorry, that's my, I'll get off my soapbox about opening lines, but men, please, try harder, like a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit harder. Just a touch. <laughs> All right, sorry, keep going. So he was like, are you bisexual? Yeah, he was like, are you bisexual? And I was like, um, yeah why yeah (laughs) like literally just like because i had a moment of anger because i immediately thought of all the men that i've dated who once they found out i was bisexual their next immediate question was like oh can we have a threesome right oh my god that is no like just so here's here's my big beef with people who don't understand bisexuality and here's the thing that i really want this actually is another one of your questions Mm -hmm. i feel but um the thing that i wish people understood the most about bisexuality homosexuality heterosexuality anything is that like (laughs) people bring in promiscuity to it so quickly as if like you're an open door to anything Mm -hmm. as if like in that situation like whenever guys find out that you're bisexual and then their immediate question is so do you want to have a threesome like my immediate response is to say like yeah with another dude like why like because exactly. because the implication that my promise like me and like the amount of sex that I have or who I'm having it with just becomes like an open platform for your fantasy is ridiculous mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. like if I'm in a relationship with somebody guess what I'm in a relationship with that person mm-hmm. like and if we're in a situation where like a threesome happens whatever you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. but for me if I tell you that I'm bisexual and that's your response 
that feels very violating to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, because it's always that's very so angering. Ob- well, it's so objectifying. Because in that context, you were telling me that, like, oh, you're down for this then, right? Like, you're assuming something about me. You mm-hmm. were turning me into an object of your sexual fantasy, which I did not sign up for. Exactly. Yeah. And that, to me, is so angering. Yeah, it's like people don't get that. Um, they, they just think that, like, oh, well, you're bisexual, so you're always looking outward from your relationship. You're always looking at the other gender, like, opposite of whatever you're dating. You're always eyeing somebody else right. who, who's on the other team right, or whatever yeah. and it's like no like because I'm bisexual that doesn't mean that I can't be monogamous to exactly. someone that was that was a, actually a really big thing in my last relationship um the person that I was dating had had was attracted to bisexual women like mm-hmm. he knew this mm-hmm. but being in a relationship with a bisexual woman was something that was very new to him and so yeah. then anytime I hung out with male friends or female friends, I was always immediately questioned mm-hmm. if the jealousy anything factor sexual is had happened. Yeah, the jealousy factor I was is like, real. I don't sleep with my friends. Right. Like, that's just not right. a boundary that I cross. There might be other people who do, but I don't do that. Like, right. once you're my friend, you're my friend. Like, there's no, like, teasing and seeing if, like, it things really, will be sexual. It really speaks to the trust level of a relationship. When your partner decides to like question if you're just gonna go sleep with your friends for the sole reason that you could be attracted to either gender, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. To and me. then there was like a situation too where I was I went over to my best friend's house and she lived right down the street from me and she's married and her husband was my ex's best friend mm-hmm. and I went over there and my ex and I were having or my boyfriend at the time we were having issues and so I went over there and I felt you know I, I fell asleep at her house. Mm-hmm. And then I told him the next day and he was like, that is so disrespectful to this relationship. Like, how could you like. And for the and for the dudes (laughs) that try to flip that around on you and say, well, like if I slept over at a girl's house, you would be mad. Like context matters. Mm -hmm, Context mm -hmm, matters in every mm -hmm. situation. So, no, I would not be blindingly mad at you if you fell asleep at your friend's house who happened to be a woman. Right. If like, I trust who was you, your best friend. If yeah. I trust you, then I trust you. Yeah. And, and if like, you question that, you clearly don't trust me. It, yeah, it was terrible. And I was like, I can't believe you're making a big deal about this. Yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna I'm not sexually attracted to my best friend. I have like <laughs> this is so sad because I have like I have a, such a similar example. Um my best friend, um, Brittany, who I've known since the third grade, she and I are like she's one of my oldest friends that I, yeah. um, that I have. Known her since the third grade, known her since the times of like when you would take baths with your friends still or whatever. Yeah. Not a big mm-hmm, deal, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever I moved back to Houston, she was one of the first people that I um, hung out with. And she was like, oh, my gosh, come over to my apartment. We'll go into the jacuzzi. It'll be a great time. The pool was closed. We were devastated. But she had, like, a jacuzzi bathtub. So what do you do, right? Because our plan was jacuzzi. We got in the bathtub. And we were wearing swimsuits. And her boyfriend came home and got so uncomfortable and, like, so irate with her about it. And she was like, I've known this person since we were in the third grade. We are in a bathtub wearing bathing suits, like, yeah. and we're like, we were literally like talking about like, because we were catching up because I hadn't been back right. in a long time, and like, all the doors were open. We were, we weren't like behind a closed or locked door, and he just like lost his shit, yeah. and that speaks to insecurity at such a real level. Right. Yeah. So anyway, you know, I started to of course like question like, why are you so bothered by this? Mm-hmm. Then of course it just came out that he was having sort of an emotional affair with my best friend yeah um and then he finally admitted that he himself 
was bisexual but didn't feel comfortable labeling labeling himself that way so then i was like okay there's all this like well we just opened pandora's box all right and that wasn't cool that you took it out on me but you know yeah uh of course that relationship didn't end or or didn't last it ended very quickly (laughs) um so what's something about your sexuality that has made you feel uncomfortable in the past or present um and it, you maybe answered that, it already. I, I don't think know. the thing that um, has made me feel uncomfortable with my sexuality in the past is um, feeling like um, me understanding my sexuality is a problem or was a problem. Like me being in tune with like the sexual side of myself being a problem. Because there was, a, I did have a lot, a lot of shame around that whenever I was um, in my late teens, I would say. I felt like it was weird that I like, felt as sexual as I did um, and felt like it was fine to be that way and everything because it is you know it's it's totally fine to like be a sexual being but I feel like I embraced that whenever I was in my late teens but I felt a lot of shame about like being really open to having conversations with people about sex and like being interested in like learning more about it and things like that like because I wasn't really interested in like just going out and like having sex with somebody as like a teenager you know like because I wasn't, um, you know, like, let's go make out with boys and, like, you know, go to lookout point and right. fuck, you know. I was more interested in learning about, like, my body and learning about, like, you know, like, human sexuality and things like that. I felt a lot of shame about wanting to educate myself about those things and the, being proud of educating about myself about those Why things. do you think that was? Were you surrounded by people who weren't talking about sex? Or That's my entire family. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I felt as well that, like, in a lot of ways, being a young woman, that it was inappropriate yeah. for me to be interested in those topics and to teach myself about them and learn about them in a lot of the same way that I think a lot of women feel um, uncomfortable with, like, masturbating for the first time. Oh, yeah. You know? I didn't realize how uncommon that was. Neither did I. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, know. like, I've been masturbating since I was... But like, but like, I didn't know that other women didn't masturbate. Right, I didn't know that they were like so ashamed of doing yeah. it either. But the same way that they would feel shame about masturbating, I felt about like learning about sex and wanting to learn more. Mm-hmm. Like my favorite shows were like, um, oh my gosh, Doctor Ruth. Um, I think was that her oh, name? Jesus. She had like this sex show that would air at night, and she was this like, oh my gosh, older nurse. I do, I do remember that. Was it Doctor Ruth? I don't know. Oh my gosh, it was something. I remember that though. I remember that show. Yeah, there was like it was like called like Sex Talk or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it was Sex and Talk. And it would air on like Lifetime or Oxygen yes. or something, which I always thought was like I really funny. That. But I love that show because I thought it was so interesting. And like because she was a nurse, like she was giving them like an example that was not only like factually accurate right. and like, but very um, understanding. Like she would she would never like people would call in of every kind of like sexual orientation with every question and she would just like answer the question yeah you know and I related a lot to like wanting to be that way and wanting to learn more so that I could have conversations like that yeah you know I think for me the only time where my sexuality has made me feel uncomfortable is has been in relationships when I'm dealing with yeah heterosexual identifying men who are like threatened by it or they're just yeah. like well how many women have you been with and like what yeah. have you done with them so it turns into like an interrogation almost yeah, I, and it's just I like, can relate to that too that, that does feel uncomfortable to me but 
mostly because like in my relationships with men I've not ever had that conversation and I think a lot of that is me avoiding having the interrogation Mm, to be honest like well and for me I think it, it was always been a big part of me so it's always like the first thing I tell my partners that I'm yeah. dating yeah or that if I'm being sexually active with someone mm-hmm. uh consistently you know I tell them I'm bi and then um and then the interrogation starts but yeah the thing that I'm learning now is like if the interrogation happens or if there's discomfort then I don't need to see you anymore right I don't need to date you because, anymore so my thing is like um like, the, the first guy that I ever, like, fell in love with or whatever, he, we never had that conversation. It never came up. He probably doesn't even know, I guess, because, again, like, I'm not really explicit about it. Um, but for me, like, if he were to have interrogated me about it, the only thing that I would, like, feel is that, like, why are you questioning my love? Like, it doesn't mean anything if I'm with you. If I'm with this person, it doesn't mean anything else. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's been a pretty difficult dating life in terms of when my sexuality comes up. Yeah. Like, people are very uncomfortable with it. Right. As if it means something in that moment for them. Yeah. I'm like, my sexuality has nothing to do with you or, like, who I am with you. It's not personal. And they're just like, but I need to understand it. And I'm like, not really. Yeah. No, you don't really need to understand it. You can just, like, accept it. Right. And if you can't accept it, then this isn't going to work out. Right. Um, but I've been dating someone recently, and this is probably like the first time where I haven't been interrogated about my sexuality. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> and I haven't been treated differently because of it either. That's great. And so I'm just like, oh, this is a feels nice feeling. Awesome. <laughs> yes, it's a very nice feeling. I kind of feel like the only people who have never questioned me about it or interrogated me about it, um, and not to like, not to divide um, the sexes anymore, but I really feel like women are less likely to. Or I have been questioned less by women yeah. than I have by men about it. I would agree with that. I have, too. I've been questioned less by women. And less aggressively, too. Yeah. Like, if they, ha- if they have a question, you know, it's it's very, like, general. Like, yeah. it's not it's, I feel like it comes either. from a place of, like, understanding as opposed to a place from, like, correction or judgment. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, how do you feel you've grown in your sexuality? Um... Being comfortable with it, 100% is the biggest way. Um, kind of like giving no fucks how other people feel about it is the <laughs> yeah, biggest way, you yeah. know? Because ultimately, like, you, you kind of can't. Yeah. I mean, I got weak arms. I can't carry all these fucks to give. Why would I? <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I feel like just being comfortable with it. And um, I do kind of feel now that I, I should start being more vocal about it as a testament to being comfortable with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think it's more like just being comfortable with myself and knowing that knowing that it's like not, oh my gosh, it's not a phase. Right, it's not you a know, phase. Like, I'm not suddenly heterosexual if I'm dating a dude. I'm yeah. not suddenly a lesbian yeah. if I'm dating a woman. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, so I feel, I feel like I've grown a lot in like really understanding what it is and being able to be comfortable with that. Yeah, I feel definitely that I've grown in terms of being more comfortable talking about it, being vocal, and yeah. also comfort and comfortable in stepping away from people who question you about it. Yeah, question me or make me feel shitty. Yeah, or make you feel like you're wrong or that you're somehow like, I don't know, like 
as somehow as if it's like some sort of shame that you then have to carry mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. if it's like your ultimate yeah. sin or like if people are threatened by it like they feel it's a threat to them okay great like we don't need to be we don't need to be friends <laughs> like right. i don't need to keep you in my life right um that that was definitely a big thing for me to that i learned in my last relationship it's kind like, of fascinating how much you learn about other people's insecurities as opposed to your own because i think a lot of people assume that like having that conversation with a partner where you tell them that you're bisexual i think a lot of people assume that that um like is really insecure for the like for you like if mm-hmm. so, like whereas the reality is it's kind of like very telling about the insecurities that your partner yeah, has it usually brings up a lot of insecurities in the people that i'm dating or have dated um Oh, this was the this was the question you answered at the beginning, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. If there was one thing that you would want <laughs> everyone to understand about bisexuality, what would it be? Just repeat it for the people in the back. For the people in the back, it does not have anything to do with my promiscuity or like me wanting to look outside of a relationship. It doesn't mean that I suddenly want to go like fuck a girl if I'm dating a guy just because like she walked by. That's predatory. I don't want to do that. If I am with you, then I'm with you. It does not matter what your gender is, but I'm not looking outward from it. <laughs> Clap. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I would say, yeah. I would say that um, that and it doesn't matter how many men or how many women you've dated. Can we just, to put a finer point on that, it does not matter how many people that you have fucked or dated. It does not. The number is irrelevant to yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could date zero women. Right. And only men. And still be bisexual. You can. This is true. This is factual. <laughs> still be true. Factual. Still be bisexual. Right. Like, <laughs> people are so, like, because think of it this way, right? Think of it as somebody who has only maybe ever been in one relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Just because they've only been in one relationship doesn't mean that, like, they can't be attracted to both genders. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they have to be only ever attracted to the gender of their partner. Right. You know? And also, I think the other thing, too, is, like, God, get the fuck out of people's business. Like, for real. Like, if you think that you have anything to say about somebody being bisexual or heterosexual or gay or anything like that, honestly, like, if you have anything to say about someone else's sex life, don't. Yeah. Just don't. Keep it inside. And also, maybe just consider, this is not me telling you what to do, but consider that sexuality is a spectrum. Right. Nothing is 100%. Can I be honest? You you kind of don't really even have to consider that it's a spectrum. (laughs) If you well, are, for the people that well, you know. if you're heterosexual, I'll have you do a little exercise for me, just to like let you know that you too live on a spectrum. Uh, think of somebody that you're attracted to, and then think of somebody that you're not attracted to. Welcome to a spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> like there are people in between that, right? Right. Yeah. And we do it all the time. How often do we hear like guys be like, "Oh, she's a ten. She's a seven. She's a nine, You know? Guess what that is? That's a scale. Guess what a scale is? It's a spectrum. <laughs> yeah. So I, in my opinion, like. Consider that there is a sexual spectrum and you are on it already. <laughs> yeah. Well, that guy that uh, came up to me at the bar and was like, are you bisexual? And I was like, yeah. Why? <laughs> Why are Prince you Charming? bisexual? And he was like, oh, no, I'm straight. I'm like, what does that mean? And so he, you're better than me? And, no, then he, <laughs> and then he stopped and he's like, you're right. He's like, you're right. It's a spectrum. And I was like, oh. And you're like, good, great. We you can, can talk friends. to me now. <laughs> You have passed the test. You have passed the test. My name is V. How are you? Yeah, exactly. And then we ended up, you know, talking for like two hours or something or three hours. And he's like Iranian guy from Switzerland. So, well, I mean, Iranian by 
by way of Switzerland. I mean, that's a. I feel like that's a really open country. Yeah. So. But which was really surprising. I was like, you said straight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what does that mean exactly? No idea. I do think though. I I do feel that we are fortunate to live in the time we do live in, where it is becoming more of the norm for people to feel that way. Yeah. Um. Thank goodness for that. I just feel like I was really surprised. You know, I was before I found out <laughs> that he was from Switzerland. I was just like. Oh, wow. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. yeah, it is a spectrum. Yeah, and I think, like, you know, there's this Carl Sagan quote that I really love, because um, I'm one of those people that likes quotes. Okay, I'll admit it. I'll openly admit <laughs> I it. I feel like to I be a millennial, you kind of have to like quotes. Or like as much as I fucking hate <laughs> being called a millennial, I will agree to you at this point. I hate it, too, but I I am obsessed this. with quotes, uh, and Carl Sagan has a really great one, and it is... Uh, don't judge everybody by your limited experience. Yeah, it's true. Super we all simple. we all our experience is a spectrum, right? <laughs> oh my god, that's that word again. We're circling back to that. Oh, it's a spectrum. I think you're onto something there. Yeah, you know. Um, I don't think that there's anything in this universe that exists as like one thing and then the other thing. That is absolute. Yeah, yeah no. absolutes. Like, just, absolutes don't exist. Yeah, they don't. We we don't live in a black and white world. No, it's, it does. It's. That's just not the way it is. It's not realistic, but it's also, like, so limiting on how you can live your life if you believe that. Yeah. It's limiting to your own happiness. Yeah. And to your own, like, opinion of your self-worth. So, uh, have you read any of Simone de Beauvoir's um, philosophies and theories? A little bit, but not much. So, like, she has this theory, which I want to do an episode on this, where it's, like, or her philosophy is, like, to be truly free Mm -hmm. is for you to be... um, Right, like depending on how um, how much you've experienced in your life, right? yeah. like so the more you say yes to something, it's yeah. like you become truly more free that right. way. Right, so the more experience you let you in, you have more structure and more limits in your life. You're not free. No, and I think for me, I think a lot of it is like the only way to learn a lesson truly is to experience it, mm-hmm. and the only way to like move forward is to move forward. You know. Um, if you try to avoid things like that, you're not going to get out of life what it truly has to offer. And you're not going to give what you truly have to offer if you mm-hmm. don't open yourself mm-hmm. up to experience. And um, if you don't open your eyes enough to see that not everybody lives the way that you do. Right, yeah. Not everybody struggles the same as yours. Not everybody's privilege is the same as yours. Like, people are different. Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely, you know, everyone has their own belief system, but when you when you only hold your own belief system to the highest regard that's when you're essentially a prisoner to your right to yourself right (laughs) really i think think there's this like phrase that i i recently heard um that kind of struck a chord with me because i feel like if you're somebody who really like hates something in particular or someone in particular i think that there's a lot of illumination in the in this phrase and it's um you need to have empathy for the adversary Mm-hmm. And I think that that really speaks to like you being open to somebody who is different from you, who you might not agree with, who you have very strong opinions about, right. be, being somebody that you don't expect them to be. Like that Iranian guy, like mm-hmm. you, you know, you were like, oh, you know, it turned out like, you know, right, yeah, you know, I think, yeah, I totally could have ignored him and walked away, yeah, but you know, even though I was angry and upset yeah. because I was yeah. being triggered by <laughs> his one-liner that he decided to drop on me, yeah, I'm just saying you could introduce yourself first, right? That's all I'm you saying. know, like he didn't stop and consider that maybe you know that was a very triggering question, right? Because like 
how often have you been asked that in an aggressive way and how often has the response to it been aggressive yeah exactly um but yeah you know i decided to like answer anyway and it and it led to a pretty you good said, conversation you said yes to experience i said yes to experience <laughs> full circle everyone full circle all right well we are done here with our questions and we're about to hit the one hour mark so that's oh pretty God. good congratulations yeah. to us <laughs> congratulations to us it's been a lot of fun um, um is there anything else you want to say before we close out um that i may i've always wanted to say this on a radio show Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, thank you for having me. Um, thanks for letting me have my coming-out story on your podcast. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm honored to, ha- to um, have it recorded. Yeah, and I just think uh, it's very important. Um, I have two very important things. Uh, the first one is everybody needs to vote. I don't care who you are. You need to vote. Just do it already. Yeah, vote. And also, love wins. There you go. Love wins. Love wins. <laughs> Um, I, what do I have to say? You know, just, just spend a day just like chill, on the guys. spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Just, just take like, one day and be like, I'm on a spectrum today. Yeah. Like, but like. And then see what your life turns out to be that right, day. Like if you only ever eat peanut butter jam- and jelly sandwiches for lunch, maybe today be like, you know what? Maybe I'll do a ham sandwich. <laughs> you know what I mean? Change something up about your day. See, right. you know, if you're like, I always take this way home from work because it's the shortest way. Like, maybe take the scenic route. If you always brush your teeth in front of the sink in the bathroom. Try doing it outside. Yeah, guys, just for like, just for you know, it's a good thing to just do. For shits and giggles, right? If you part your hair in one direction, <laughs> you can do it. Listen, Shelly, I see you looking in the mirror and questioning it. You can do a side swept. I believe in you. Yeah. That's just it, try man. something new yeah live on the spectrum i like that it might give you some new insight and you might find something that you like that you didn't like before mind blowing whoa <laughs> sounds like growth all right y'all uh follow along on instagram at grown convos i'm gonna take a picture of my lovely guest today so that oh you can gosh. see her I'm a model. Um, I'm not. Oh, my gosh. And for those of you that are listening and had purchased tickets to um, the women's conference, the Houstonia Magazine women's conference that got rescheduled to October 26th because we were supposed to have a hurricane and it didn't happen. um, And they rescheduled it to a (laughs) Friday, which is I know might be difficult for some of you because you have jobs. Yeah. Um, But hopefully you can make it still and send me emails drop yeah. a review i'm into that on itunes do the review um, for sure because it definitely gets people it, it, it put it pushes it up further right in like the search the algorithms or whatever yeah whatever they use those seo people <laughs> um that's it i think that's it yeah okay bye bye better than amazing and better than